0: What's up, guys? Luke here. This week on the podcast, we have serial entrepreneur Connor Duggan. Um, we are uh, just—it's going to be me and Connor having a chat today. Uh, Mark was unable to to actually come on the podcast uh, for for something that was completely out of his hands and out of his control. So, uh, Mark Baker will be joining us. Back in his usual spot uh, next week for our for our next guest, but our guest today, Connor, as a serial entrepreneur, he actually went to the same uh, college that I went to, so we talk a little bit about that. We also talk about his new venture that just launched last week, and it's already getting some traction. Uh, Box of Wine I E. It's a subscription uh, service. Uh, it's actually going to be sponsoring the podcast uh, this week as well as Audible. Uh, so if you want to sign up for an audiobook, and um, click through the the Audible setup below and you get your free audiobook for the month. Um, right now I'm actually listening to a, a really not, a really good book called um, Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee, which is a, a harrowing <laughs> a harrowing book about uh, the Native American people over there in America and what they went through. So if you're looking for a, an interesting but sad book, go for that one. Um, but also we're setting up a, uh, a discount code for our listeners exclusively to the SharkPod for Connor's new service. Um, if you go to uh, boxofwine.ie uh, and use the the code Sharkpod10, um, you'll be able to get yourself a little discount there. And uh, Connor will know that you sent us or we sent you guys uh, along. Okay, so. Connor, I'm going to th- bring this over to, to Connor now. Uh, we talked about loads of things. He's been through uh, loads of different businesses in his short career. It's hard to believe that he's only 27, um, but we wish him all the best of luck on this new venture. We're going to actually have a, a quick check in with Connor, uh, maybe a year from now, and see how he's getting on. But uh, I think this is, is going to be a, a smash hit. Okay, without further ado, over to the guys in Greystone Studios. Welcome to the Shark Pod, the podcast that explores business and lifestyle design in Ireland and beyond. And now, live from Greystone Studios, here are your hosts, Luke Curry and Mark Baker. What is up, Shark Nation? Uh, so, this uh, this week is coming to you guys live from Greystone Studios. Uh, so, first of all, Connor, welcome to the uh, the Shark Pod.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I'll do my best to replace Mark now and uh, do a bit of talking to kind of make it as fun as possible for both of us. I guess. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I know we've just met a couple of a couple of minutes ago, but I think there's a real uh, there's a real chemistry here, so we're gonna kind of keep that going here. Uh, so, just give some context to the people listening. Uh, yeah, Connor has just launched uh, uh, from a series of businesses that we're going to talk about. He seems like it's a, a serial entrepreneur. Um, me and connor went to the same uh kind of it college as well so that's what kind of how i I got that connection um but connor has just launched a new business called uh wine in a box um and i thought the first thing thing i thought when i saw this is this is a great idea i gotta get him on the podcast so that's that's kind of what was the 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 thing that brought me to you there connor
1: Slide correction box of wine box Box of of wine. (laughs) wine
0: box of wine you know what, we might even edit the, that The out. word's
1: just in the wrong direction, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Box yeah. of Wine. That's the that nice and simple name that I uh, man, you've managed to mess up in the first 10 yeah. seconds. Yeah, no, okay. I'm joking, yeah. No, right?
0: It's okay. It's not the first time I've got something wrong on the shark pod for sure. Okay, so Box <laughs> of Wine. Um, so me and Mark Baker, uh, we on this podcast, we talked about business ideas. We talked about the types of businesses that we want to get into. Um, and back in the day, uh, when actually when I was in IEDT, I had this business idea that was a complete flop, um, and I think it was just to be before it's time or it was not uh, a good idea. It's one of the, one of the, one of the others, um, it was called ExecutiveSockClub.com. Uh, okay. Okay. Now, Connor, I see you're a little bit confused or you're a little bit concerned
1: here about where I'm going. I think this. I know where this is going actually. I, I think I've seen similar businesses now popping up, but uh, yeah. yeah, go for it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, we've got, so basically you know when you get a new pair of socks and you put it on and you feel like a millionaire walking around. Oh it's, yeah. You know, you're on Cloud9, you know, you've Best made it. Best sailing ever. So I was going to set up a subscription business where we would send a new pair of socks to people. Not every day, but like a thirty pack, a thirty pack or whatever. Um, so people yeah. can just use them once and throw them out. Not very uh, good for the environment, perhaps, but uh <laughs> I actually got the idea from a guy that I knew who was uh really you know, quite a kind of well off guy, he'd done well for himself. Um, and he told me that he only ever uses socks once. And I'm like, there has gotta be a lot of the people like this, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. so long story short, it didn't work out, but I think it was just before it's time. That was probably 12, 13 years ago.
1: Yeah. Subscription model is kind of, it's, it's an interesting like a um, model that's kind of coming in to, you know, fruition with the likes of Netflix and stuff like that. Amazon prime, like all these kind of, you know, subscription models, but it's interesting to take those kind of, you know, techie ones and then. Using it in, you know, socks. Yeah. In my yeah. case, wine. You yeah. know, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting one to try. Um, you know, basically encourage people to, to to try something new in a different industry of subscription. So, um, we're we're kind of excited to see what the the Irish population is going to think about a you know subscription based only um, kind of you know project. So I
0: think I think it's so so interesting. But let's let's kind of cast the. Cast the kind of clock back here. Um, so yeah. you went to IDT in Dunleary. Um, so that's that's like I said, our connection there. How did you find that experience, or was that something that you'd recommend?
1: Uh, like. I, I'm a firm believer that learning in business, you kind of just need to jump like in the deep end and learn as you go. Like I'm not really the business plan type of guy, you know, like it works for tons of people and I'm not like discounting it. It's just my approach is just kind of jumping in the deep end and IDT kind of, I think allowed me to grow up a bit, you know, I got to have fun. I got like, I I learned a bit, but kind of the main, um, like the best part about it definitely was kind of growing up and uh, a bit more and then also you know the connections you make um in college are kind of you know shape a lot of uh, like both in terms of business and you know your personal life so like i'd highly recommend like just doing the college thing for the fun sake of it but i think business i think jumping in the deep end is always the best way to learn and kind of grow
0: yeah absolutely because it it's an interesting one because a lot of people that went to the, so we did, for the people that don't know, uh, we did that kind of business entrepreneurship was kind of the the yeah. the title over there. And you'd be surprised, I was really surprised at the end of the, the four years how many, how little uh, amount of people actually went and started their own business. That was kind of what we had been planning to do and training to do and then a lot of people kind of took the safe route myself included <laughs> so
1: yeah it, like it, it is a it's like it's a big leap jumping into business like i only a couple of um guys uh at my course actually have gone and, and set up businesses you know i'm one of a select few and like some some people have set up you know, businesses failed and then they've gone into the corporate world and then Others are doing amazing flying elephant. I don't know if you've seen them doing the work from home desks.
0: No, I was in college with Max Pito. Fox,
1: and um, he is like absolutely killing it with his business partner Michael. That they, they they are like the epitome of entrepreneur, they just pivot anytime they see opportunity. They like they can you know sell sand to the Arabs type of thing. You know, they're just yeah, can't recommend those guys highly enough. You know,
0: yeah, that's really interesting because I th- and. I'm a, just to give you a little bit more context for the listeners. Um, I'm kind of probably four or five years. Well, four. Well, I'm 31. Yes, yeah, so about four years or so um, uh, further down the line from IET uh, than you. And I've seen it kind of start to come full circle. So it's like people that even the people that went off and to do their their corporate gigs after. Afterwards, are kind of there's a lot more little businesses popping out, popping up uh, out of those people. So maybe it was like a seed that was planted during that time, and then they just need to kind of even grow up a little bit more in those corporate. Yeah, well,
1: yeah. like it's like an itch that like you, you just need to scratch. Like some people just like can't get rid of it, and it's always at the back of their mind. And like at our type of age, like I, I'm always just like go for it. Like you have nothing to lose. Like I I, I don't need like you know to like mass amounts of money. You know, like yeah. I I prefer to just keep trying new ideas and trying new things because it's so much fun you
0: know yeah and what so the first business that you started uh after college uh, cmd foods uh dessert delivery uh for
1: yeah so we, it was trading as devilish desserts <laughs> we were up in the still organ
0: there know. and yeah. um, so you had a location
1: yeah, yeah, we had a we had a shop uh, up in like take proper takeaway, and we're doing like deep fried Mars bars and kind of <laughs> nice. all these mad stuff for like you know like, like attracting a lot of stoners, you know. Okay, nice. But um, yeah, that that was a really difficult one. Like, oh my god, the amount of hours that goes into a, a dessert takeaway, and the margins are just so like so thin. Okay, so. Yeah that was a like that was a definite learning curve that like we we location for that type of business I think is the most important thing we thought uh, like an affluent allorganie area is the perfect place for it and in fact there wasn't that much upkey uh, or uptake at all people weren't really interested in the idea in the area and also we set up during the like the boom of like healthiness, you know, like yeah. everyone's going to the gym. Everyone's, and we were like, hmm. <laughs> I still think we can convince people eat uh, like deep fried Mars bars for two quid delivered yeah. to their house. <laughs> and like, we got a few customers, people really enjoyed the product. We thought we were doing it well, but uh, definitely didn't catch on. Like we hoped, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it seems like it's like I said, the, maybe the, the average order size would be quite small. So you have to, it, hit a lot of people every single day oh yeah
1: a lot of you need a lot of orders and then like it's also a learning curve with, with dealing with customers you get a lot of bad customer like we we got real bad dump of snow like during one of the services and we kept the shop open delivering and people were still ringing up going where's my order it's been 20 minutes late i'm like it's snowing outside look outside your window we're stuck like driving up the mountains to deliver people food because we kept expanding our delivery area to try you know attract more people but like it it was just kind of it was always kind of um bleeding money you know
0: okay cool and then so that was for about two years though was it or so
1: yeah we so we set that up simon like at the same time as um a student events business um called republic marketing and we kind of traded under a few different names uh, after hours being uh, the main thing and that basically was running student events in nightclubs and um, oh, nice. we also kind of ran some um you know, we tried to do like a deb's show event, and just kind of anything to do with students, yeah. um, and that that was very successful. So we were we were doing really well, and that kind of was that we were taking money from that. To, to, to use for Devilicious and just try to keep that alive because we yeah. we were so, you know, like it was our baby, you know, we'd worked so hard. And that was another lesson learned. You should, like, if the business can't stand on its own two feet, you, you just, you got to cut ties, you know, no matter how emotional you are about it. Um, and yeah. Because that actually was like then the downfall of like our events business essentially because we were <laughs> taking money from that to pay for this and then, we're taking our eye off the ball on the events business. Yep. And then it, it kind of, you know, it gets messy when you don't have your, all your time and focus in one thing. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's a definite learning curve again.
0: Absolutely. The, the events business is interesting. We had Jamie White on the on the, uh,
1: the Yeah, no, Jamie, well, he's, he's a good yeah. guy. Um, His, he, he, he mentored us a lot, you know, he? just to telling us what. Like we go and ask him, kinda oh what do you think about this and he was just like he kept telling us stick to the events like you're doing well at just focus on that yeah and we just we were so young and you know ignorant and he'd made you know a ton of mistakes and like a ton of success in the industry. So we were mad to not kind of listen to him, you know, wholeheartedly and just go with his advice. But again learning curves.
0: I remember being I remember being probably I'm going to say 18, but probably like 16 or 17 uh, and yeah. trying to get into nightclubs or something like that, you know, and I had my friend, uh, Chris Doyle's uh, passport, who I don't look like anything like that guy. He's, he's you know, we're not the same at all but i was trying to get in there and i remember like being refused by bouncers and stuff and then being like oh yeah you know i'm just gonna own a nightclub in a few years that's what that was kind of my dream at that stage you know yeah yeah. i want to you know i want to be the 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 person in the you know in the booth you know that everyone knows that that's the owning guy you know the kind of ego thing um so was that what's driving you as well it was it for the money but also because it's kind of it's a fun industry to be in when you're younger
1: yeah, like it is fun, but like, yeah, the hours kind of like they do get to you. Like you're you're up at like up till four a.m. and then we had to get up early morning to you know like like run the the other daytime business, you know. And we are doing some social media marketing as well for other businesses. We we're kind of tapping in anywhere that we had experience and that we were we thought we were qualified to do and. And stuff like that. Like I actually, you brought up the the um, uh, what ID you're using. I I remember I used uh, when we were like sixteen, seventeen. I we, I found a girl's ID. Her <laughs> name was La- Lauren Elaine Murphy. So if she's listening, yeah, uh, I had your Lauren, ID. Yeah. I cut her photo out, put mine in. And uh, yeah, away we went. And wow. the the, uh, the bouncers would be like, "Your name's Lauren," and I go, "It's <laughs> Laurent. It's French." Okay,
0: <laughs> it's like a seamless, uh, a seamless excuse there. I like it. And did it work yeah. the had time? Did it? So I'd say they just waved you. It inside. worked.
1: It worked completely yeah. every time. I I I don't think I was ever refused. On eventually, I lost the ID some night, and <laughs> I'd say it was shipped back to the to, to her to her house, and she wow. had this gobshite on the yeah. front of it. You know, <laughs> me there sitting there with a grin on my face, you know. Yeah, I remember, but uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks thanks to her, I was uh, you know getting into nightclubs with ease, you know.
0: And this is probably just before your time because it was it was probably yeah, like. You'd been a bit younger than me, but one of the big things was when I was uh, when I was sixteen, seventeen. Was that the UK? Uh, someone in the UK was making fake IDs for like uh, universities, and I had like yeah. a, I had a university of like Nottingham uh, <laughs> ID as well. <laughs> it's like, and they're like,
1: I love sometimes... that. Yeah, you Google it, and like the, the, it just doesn't exist. Probably. Yeah.
0: Like, I remember a bouncer asking me like, uh, "What what what shire is uh, Nottingham in?" And I had no idea. Nottinghamshire was the answer. I'll look it up later. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's a trick question. Uh, okay, cool. It. So after that, you guys uh, kind of uh, shut that up. Did you go kind of uh, traveling or something? Was there a little bit of a gap, or did you go straight into your next business after the kind of the food, the event
1: business? Um, we we also, Simon, t- like at the same time as both of those, um, we bought um, a barber booking app, the the franchise from... Um, Slicker. Is uh, that what it's got- Liquor barber yeah. app, yeah. So it was basically a queuing app. So you would go, you could put yourself in the queue before you get to the barber shop. So, like, it it was basically to help all walk-in barbers. Like nowadays, Pete, like all your listeners that go to you know male barbershops or whatever, probably use Reserva. They book in time slots, thirty minutes. But there was no system out there for walk-in barbers to kind of help them. So we we bought this app that we thought was brilliant, Um, but. It was a difficult one, yeah. Like we, like we sold it well. Like I, I was basically the one selling it, and I was going around showing all these barbers. They all loved the idea, but then when it actually went into the shop, the barbers weren't using it. They weren't yeah. happy to change the way they were. Like we just thought, oh, this app is perfect for everyone. It's going to work perfectly. Like we were like counting the millions, you yeah. know, before <laughs> we, uh, yeah, before we had even got like made our first euro. Yeah. And um, yeah, like it, it just it was one of these things where we were hoping society was ready and society definitely was not ready. Like Ireland were quite a stubborn nation for certain, you know, aspects of our lives. And, and that's kind of what we were, you know, testing the waters, but uh, yeah, it definitely didn't work. We got it into about 10 or 12 barbers, but uh, they, um, yeah like graft and barber and stuff and then it, it got quickly ripped out after uh, a few days in the shops oh, just wow. messing up their whole day you know
0: and wh- how did you even find uh, like how did you come across this were you actively looking for something or was there like some? some i and i see these websites where there's uh like you can go out and, and find like a, a franchise type thing how did you come across it we,
1: we we actually just we started we came up with the concept in, in our heads just going like this is really annoying like we were going to graft and barbers and stuff like that this kind of pre cutting so maybe and stuff like that they were just kind of kicking off so we were we were kind of going after yeah we were looking to build something and then we actually just came across them and we were like why are we building this so we actually asked the the owner Dwayne thompson he's a lovely australian dude and and um, we asked him for advice and he was basically just like guys i've spent you know a few hundred grand building this like why like why Build it when you can just take take it off me and and use it for the Ireland and the UK. So he flew over from um all the way from Australia, really? met us and wow. kind of gave us a crash course and how to sell uh, this tech into barbers. And then we were doing that with the nights and just and like t- and the desserts as well. So we're so kind of doing everything at the same at time. <laughs> Yeah. It was like, wow. we didn't, we didn't sleep a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was, you know, four hour four hours of sleep every night type of thing. And like, you know, 70, 80 hour work weeks, you know, but and was it was he, fun. Lo, lo, learn a lot.
0: And was he, uh, was he doing really well in Australia in that market? Was that a successful business for him?
1: Like in terms of profit, probably not. Um, But in terms of rolling the 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 product out, like they were, the Australians were very receptive to the idea, and he was getting a lot of traction on on his end. So we were like, "They've tested the waters; it works. Like, like it's it's going for him. It has to work for for Ireland, like surely." And but yeah, like we're we're not like our you know Australian brothers. Yeah
0: it's very interesting to see if something works somewhere and it, it doesn't maybe i don't know like i said maybe there's a bit of stubbornness there or maybe you guys are too early um but or i don't i'm not sure about that one but like i like the idea of if you, i guess you do need not maybe not for this one in particular but a, a lot of those franchise businesses you do need a few bob to get going i remember again when i was a uh <laughs> When I was just starting out, when I was, I think, 16 or 17, I I, so I was born in Canada, so I spent a lot of time there. Um, and I loved going to Subway. And they had just come into Europe at that stage. Uh, okay. And they just opened love the first yeah, one. Yeah, I love Subway. <laughs> um, and they just opened their first one in Ireland. Uh, and I was really lucky into, you know, you know rolling that out over maybe uh, Ireland and the UK. That was kind of another little dream that I had at some stage. Uh, but then I looked into the math and you needed like 200K to uh, fit out the Her place shop, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly I'm like okay well uh, maybe I need on. 20 million <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Uh, quickly it, it became very expensive um, so I didn't uh, go down that road but I do think if you do if you're there's, if you do have a little bit of capital and you don't have too much creativity it might be the better way to do it like that guy was saying and maybe oh yeah like, I thing.
1: think we actually spent about 20 grand like doing the like yeah. the like buy, getting the franchise and, and rolling it out and stuff and yeah like in terms of that like if it had worked it would have been the best investment like ever but because uh, we we're going to get you know a euro per booking and the, the numbers hey, of like people going into a barbershop would be you know sense. 500 people a week or whatever for certain really busy barbers so like it quickly adds up to be like quite like once the system's in place it, it's it's just seamless just like I the booking that. systems they're they are very profitable you know businesses and uh, relative you know um, uh, what's the word yeah like relatively risk free once they're rolled out you know
0: I love that it's almost anytime you can take a little slice of a transaction it's the it's a great business to be in
1: Oh, um, the service industry, like like the, like Stripe and all these companies, yeah. Shopify, you know, like they, they all just take these little yeah. tiny cuts, but like it adds up to so much money at the end of yeah. the day. Yeah,
0: I went to I, I worked in a, a startup uh, that was trying to be the Canadian Stripe back in the day. Um, we were, oh, in, we, yeah. were in, we were in Vancouver. I was there for a couple of years, and um, oh, the, the the yeah. So basically, it was this payment software. So we used to take a little tiny fraction off all of these uh, transactions, and you would be. Appalled by the the amount that that adds up to if you have like a a couple of big customers. So, uh, for instance, uh, we had or I had uh, in my and we we'd build up like a book of business, all the salespeople. So, every month we'd get a residual check. It was just the best, it was the best setup ever. Um, And so, I had a what's a U line, U line are they're like a logistics company, they know they do a lot of like a trucking company in Canada uh, and all over America, but I just had the Canada branch. Um, And so, every time. So we had this big screen in the office and uh, every time they made a transaction up via credit card, I'd get a little piece of that. Every time they did anything in Canada, it was amazing. Like, So the <laughs> like, uh, thing might be like a hundred grand or something, right? Uh, the transaction. And I'd get like, I don't know, f- like $327 or something. Do you know that kind of that's way? And that's happening all the time. Yeah. It was, How uh, did
1: that company turn out then?
0: Um, so we uh, over leveraged, I would say, in my opinion, Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe that's that's not true but we uh they raised i think thir- 13 million first when i was there um and it was great we went out and we bought all the the bean bags we got all of the, the ridiculous <laughs> stuff uh we have a lot of the swag i still have a lot Proper of the, tech <laughs> companies set up yeah 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 uh, and our our ceo was really kind of kind of an eccentric guy like people had mixed feelings about him um but i uh i really got on really well with them um and we did we did good business together um eventually that was sold to a it was so, this is an interesting thing I, anyway because my the ceo wanted to sell it to a marijuana uh banking system <laughs> in canada and the sh- what even is a marijuana
1: <laughs> banking system <laughs> so
0: so Connor, think about this right in a, in canada it's illegal it marijuana is illegal or yeah basically in most places, um, but individual cities have their individual police uh, there. So Vancouver police versus the Royal Mountie police outside of Vancouver. So all of those yeah. kind of major cities, they said they're not, not going to enforce marijuana laws. So that's why in Vancouver you can go into a medical dispensary and get whatever you want, right? Because the okay. the it's a it was illegal, but the police won't uh, won't enforce that law so um, uh okay so it's kind of like a loophole so yeah but our bank who was like underwriting all of our transactions they didn't want anything to do with uh with drugs so actually that's a a whole other podcast that we go into about how uh, i had like dispensaries that i was working with as well uh for the software and all that type of stuff but we had to kind of like make sure that they look like doctors all this type of stuff but uh, (laughs) so but everyone was doing it even the banks were doing they didn't care anymore my, my yeah. point is uh, he wanted my ceo wanted to sell us to the uh to like a bank that does marijuana payments a very risky bank yeah. but anyway yeah. uh the all the board directors try to force him out all that type of stuff anyway in the end um he was right it, it became legal all over uh canada and they sold out to that bank and uh i think he's in his range rover or something now i haven't heard from him in a while so i think he's doing just fine um <laughs> But anyway, yeah. So that was kind of the end of that story. But really Success interesting story, yeah. We love that kind of business where we can take a little slice of something in the middle. Uh, we talked about that many times. Um, so let me tell. Ta- let let's just before we jump into the the, the wine business, because it's really interesting to me. I think that there could be it's just a, the market for this is going to be absolutely huge. But uh, you so you went you went to work for Salesforce. You know, I I compete yeah. with Salesforce every day. So I I know them very well, but, uh, what was that experience like? I've never worked there, but, uh,
1: Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was really good. Like the the people are amazing, like just, you know, so kind and, 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 and like, it's a real fun kind of working environment. It kind of does put you into this false sense of, uh, or no, for me anyway like I, I was i was looking for just for something short term and like i wanted to like go back to being an entrepreneur and that's why i only you know I was only there for you know whatever 6 months but and um, i it was for, it was making me it was so comfortable and like the job was relatively easy as a, as a sales development representative for me anyway in comparison to my previous uh, life uh, as an entrepreneur previous to that like I found it pretty easy, you know, I was in the top 15%, uh, like, uh, I was always hitting over 125% of my number, Um, and yeah, like, I thought it was really fun, but like, I'm glad I got out when I did, because, you know, I think if I kept uh, staying, and if I moved up to the next level, you get quite comfortable, and the money is so good in these tech companies that it, it does... It does trick a lot of people into staying long term, you know, yeah. uh, that might not otherwise have wanted to do so, you know, if yeah. that makes any sense.
0: <laughs> makes a lot of sense because I'm working in that environment right now. And the longer you stay in the like I'm not talking about my own uh, situation, but a lot of people that I know uh, in some tech companies that have worked there, maybe they wanted to work there just before they went traveling or something. But then they got uh RSUs, which is the you know the restricted restricted stock units that kind of drip into your portfolio every month, and then it's really difficult to leave because you know you're like, well, if I stay here for four years, I'll have this much, and I would never save that, you know, if I was doing something else. But it does take away a little bit from those people who want to be creative, get out there and start their own uh, business because it can be very very cushy, and that's part of the that's part of their scheme as well because they know that a lot of the people. That are in these companies like i'm, I'm sure like i said i never worked in um in salesforce but uh, i'm sure there's a lot of people in salesforce that are incredibly talented and if they just honed that sales skill on their own business they
1: they no, may have to it, forego there's, five there's, years there's but... hundreds of them like the the, the salesforce of these amazing people like some of my colleagues I, I was in awe of i was like these people can could go off and set up something brilliant and uh, like I was always like why not like why he's not doing it and yeah look it's not for everyone like definitely isn't like I think you know you question it yourself a lot of the time when there's not a lot of money in your bank account and you're you're working these crazy hours and you're not getting a paycheck and you do question it you're like am I the insane person here that's doing this or should I just go off and do it but like yeah it's just a part of me i guess i'm a bit weird i guess in that sense but yeah there's a few others like me you know
0: absolutely i also think that there i think the risk is overstated not so much in the in the the money part of that but you're in europe you said you're 27 like you're you're still young you could like you could do whatever you wanted for 10 years and then go in at, to a company at like sales director and then you can get all of the stock units and stuff then there's no like yeah who's- exactly
1: like well I, I think the main thing is just like freedom it's just like i don't want you know you saw like linkedin and we're laying off like a thousand people globally or whatever yeah. like i would hate for something to be so out of control out of my own hands like i want to be in charge of my own destiny whether that's uh, like uh you know, I could. I, I, if I earn twenty grand for the rest of my life, I'd be happy as long as I'm working for myself. You know, yeah. like obviously, I have dreams and aspirations to grow something huge and, and big and 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 be like for something to be real proud of. But yeah. the, the main thing is just freedom and and not having to rely on someone else. I can just go out and do my own thing and 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 survive every day. You know, but like if someone just switches, you, you've done nothing wrong, and then you're you're out of a company. And like, what if you have kids? What if you have a job? That sort of pressure would get to me, you
0: know? It's also something that if you, a lot of these times you, you feel, like you said, like the LinkedIn people, you feel really secure. You might feel like uh, in a very privileged position where you're in one of these tech companies and um, you're getting your your lunches paid yeah. for, there's, uh, you know, all these uh, perks of doing that. Um, but the, if they decide to stop paying you, that's the end of that. I know you can go somewhere else, but if you stop working, that's the end. And I was talking to somebody who was coming up to retirement kind of age well like well late 50s you know uh, something that I know yeah. um, and he has a business and I was saying to him okay so are you going to sell the business when you retire um, and he, he said something to me very interesting that I never really thought about in all my years like I, I knew people did this but I didn't really think about it so much Um, he said he's never going to sell his business because it makes really good money so he just owns it and he's going to retire and every month just ta- every year he just takes a big dividend out like the people are going to continue yeah. to work there and I'm like this why, is a great why, idea why, I Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I think a lot
1: like we're in this realm of everyone's just building companies to try and sell them for the quick you know this yeah. quick book type of thing and it's such a sad mentality like that's why like you will I think you'll fail if you go into a business and all you are thinking about is, is the paycheck and walking away to go live on a like a de- de- deserted island yeah. like I just think it's mad like enjoying the process is so much fun like uh it, like yeah I, I just think yeah the mentality of startup mode at the moment is is, is scary yeah. i think people need to kind of get a reality check and stop trying to build a billion dollar company just build something you have fun with you know yeah,
0: absolutely so like i like we were t- we had a, when we were in lockdown we had a like a business idea but cast that we just talked for two hours we and mark about different ideas that we could do and those of the ideas were real ideas that you like just kind of like modernizing the paint decorating business. Do you know what I mean? They could start that and just uh, have a really cool uh, like a really cool website, loads of good content, sell leads that you were like over, like say if you you were overbooked, you could kind of bring in your partners to do it. Like, there's loads of little, little things that you could take from like what they do in software and just kind of apply it to other things and definitely well, like the, business, that's the, you know?
1: the, the the best like best businesses are, are fa- like founded by you know just linking one section like of a, of the business and then ramming it into the other one you know.
0: absolutely so let's 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 kind of get get down to the, the the venture that's going on right now so last month cool. you uh you launched this business so is it going to be what what's the maybe describe it for the listeners just so they can understand exactly what the business is about
1: yeah, of course. So it's a box of wine. So it is a wine subscription company where we curate a box of wine based on someone's taste profile. So they would go on boxofwine.e, they fill in a short 30 second quiz that kind of um, generic kind of questions like what foods they eat and stuff like that. And then we're able to to, to get a you know a quick snapshot of their taste. It's kind of like going into a, an off license and, and going, I like this type of thing can you recommend something? So we basically are sending them some wines. They, they get asked to review them each month. And then that allows us to keep working on their flavor profiles to try get the, the best wines. And, and none of the wines are available in supermarkets. You know, they're boutique wines that you okay. get in a restaurant. So nice. it's not kind of, boring off the shelf wine that you'd see every day. Yeah. And, um, you said, so we send three bottles. We're adding six bottle options onto the website soon. And they come with a uh, tasting uh, note cards. So, um, I have one here actually. <laughs> uh, so, um, it's, it's, they get to learn from the comfort of their own home. So it's kind of, you know, a quirky subscription model where every month you just get this little present of, you know, bottles of happiness sent right to your door (laughs) and you get to learn as well, you know?
0: Absolutely. I love this idea because right now, like maybe not so much right now, but uh, over the last few months, I don't know about our listeners, but when the package comes from Amazon, I'm so excited. I forget what I've ordered almost like I just I'm just got a box, thank God. Something came broke up the the working from home monotony, you know. Um so oh, yeah, I think imagine like, if so it's, a wine. Present. it's like
1: every time you get it, you like it feels you with a bit a little like giddy like Christmas, you know. Yeah.
0: And what's the what's the story? Is it going to be just an Irish thing? Are you going to go UK? What's the what's the plan for that?
1: The, the main dream is definitely United Kingdom. Like, um, we kind like I looked at the marketplace in Ireland and the UK, and I, I wasn't happy with the subscription services on on show. Like, the, the subscription wine is isn't a new concept, you know. I'm not recreating the wheel, but what we're trying to do is you know add to it in the Irish and the UK market eventually. Uh, because th- these companies exist and they're massive in in the states and stuff wine or winsey i don't know even know how to yeah. pronounce it they turn over you know 200 million a year and they're doing pretty much exactly what we're, we're doing <laughs> yeah. like and um, so like w- w- the main aim is yeah to to, to grow this in ireland yeah for, for the time being we might have to raise some capital and then and then expand into the uk yeah
0: essentially so and when you're when you're doing this, are you targeting people who are maybe buying these as, as gifts for people, or is it going to be more people who just love wine who want to learn more about that?
1: Um, it, the, the gift element we we didn't we like we've been open about what five days now or okay. something, and <laughs> um the gift element is massive. People yeah. lo- like really want to buy it, and, and we've already seen tons of people buying it as presents. So what we want to do is is definitely build out the gift element a lot and and we're going to work on the like just trying to get new subscribers uh, to subscribe to the wine that generally like they might not know a lot about wine but they want to learn a bit because like um i definitely wasn't like you know a massive wine kind of connoisseur i've been drinking my whole life and um, you know well yeah. since 18 or whatever and i like i really enjoy it and But I I think it is quite daunting, you know, going into an off-license and, like, you're letting your guard down. Like, because it's quite a – it's an industry that's full of, you know, a lot of snobs and and people kind of belittle other people that – for not knowing a lot about wine. It's so, like, get over it. It's very childish. So we we want to disrupt the industry a bit and, and kind of add to it by allowing people to learn from the comfort of their own home, you know.
0: Absolutely, and I think the way things are going, I just heard today that the the pubs aren't opening again. So I think people will be drinking a lot more at home uh, with like, yeah. And uh, and uh, well, I
1: think you know we're creatures of habit. I like uh, I can't like COVID. Like as sad as it sounds, could be a good thing for a box of wine because a lot of people are gonna, uh, you know get used to just having a party, dinner party at home, having yeah. a few drinks, a few glasses of wine and 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 they won't be prepared to go back to pubs on a regular basis. I think the industry is going like it's going to be massively massively damaged for the pubs and then yeah. a lot of drinking at home. So you, you know have- hopefully um we can kind of, you know, capitalize on a bad situation which uh but you know bring a bit of joy to people's lives as well, you know. 100%
0: I think I think you're you're right about the the pub scene. Like a few of my friends have said, like they haven't really missed it that much, especially people mm-hmm. who aren't really into maybe going to watch like a like I know watching football and stuff like that. And a pub makes it gives you yeah. a little bit of atmosphere stuff like that. But most people are saying you know it's not something that they're hugely missing. I remember during the lockdown as well, a lot of people were just like in town in Marion Square with like their you know cup of wine, uh, you know, kicking around a football, and it was kind of. Yeah. It's kind of nice going into like a really dark uh, pub to to do the same thing. Um, so I found that really interesting as well. Okay, so one of the things when I think about this type of business, I I think people don't recognize how many moving parts are are going to be behind this. You've got a, a are you warehousing this wine? Are you hand picking it right now and packing it at the beginning? Kind of proof of concept. So,
1: oh yeah like it's we're definitely startup mode you know there's three of us involved Uh, like uh, i i'm obviously the founder and i asked two of my friends who are wine kind of connoisseurs to come on board because i I needed someone with the you know that that buys wine for for businesses that knows the industry has the suppliers has connections and also knows a ton about wine and like is really like passionate about it and so we're kind of you know just uh, like when the orders come in, we we look through the person's quiz. We bet we have a big selection of wine. We have some great Irish suppliers that are being real good to us. You know, giving forty five days credit and stuff to a startup nice. is, is kind of amazing. Like especially during the, but mainly because it's probably it's tough times. They you want a lot you know anything selling they they yeah. like the concept so yeah. we're we're basically yeah we just you know pick the wine as as it comes in and 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 get the boxes done and then we have a delivery partner DPD and um, who are kind of shipping nationwide and nice. uh, and then if if there's you know orders that we want to get out quickly like we jump in the car we, we get to the customer like that's you know in town and, right. and and just get them their wine as quick as possible you know just so they they can have a bit of a bit of fun you know yeah
0: and are you are, so when you're launching this type of business, this is what I um, this is what I uh, I think as well where you like you build a website and all that type of stuff. Uh, you're telling people about it obviously you're trying to promote it as much as you can, friends and family and uh, like obviously through the podcast, uh, people will hear about this as well. Um, yeah but when you first started are you a little bit like okay we've launched it and then you you just clicking refresh to see if if there's any orders <laughs> in it what's the what's the kind of yeah, like
1: it, it is there's just so much to do always so it's like it, the main thing we, we we're, we're doing you know when there's breaks between now orders coming in is is we, we're, we're just like working on the concept and trying to to build out and like like nothing's ever perfect to be launch ever so the main thing is just constantly striving for perfection and i don't think like with my personality i I know i'll never probably hit it so that's kind of what drives you every day going we need to add this to the website we need to add this let's hopefully have a bit of put put a bit of cash aside to you know uh, do some uh you know general maintenance on the website where we can add certain features that we're not capable of building out ourselves you know
0: yeah absolutely it's just so many i just think there's so much possibilities here like even in ireland it's a vastly changed landscape when even when i was uh i guess when I was growing up wine was getting more popular but not like now everyone's drink wine like i i prefer wine than and i wouldn't be pr- probably your your kind of a buyer persona some kind of like you know uh 30 year old you know guy but uh, yeah
1: we're, we're we're kind of going after you know 26 to 40 year olds and we're kind of seeing a array of people but purchasing it mainly female um yeah. which we kind of expected we we thought that um women would kind of uh, grow to this concept a bit quicker than men and yeah. um, but
0: they have more exposure uh, as well they've got a lot of those kind of uh like makeup boxes or those monthly uh, yeah, yeah
1: but they're also more open to, to, to new quirky I think people like Irish like men a, a lot of the time are very skeptical of what, what, what like what what's like this is completely different yeah. and they're, they're not willing to try something new as quickly sometimes so like it, it, we have a, a big long journey ahead of us of trying to convince Irish consumers that a subscription model for wine makes sense like it does make sense in other countries they they operate very well and um, and it's just about you know giving people good value like we like the boxes we're giving re, like good quality wine. This isn't yeah. a scam. Like we we we're so passionate about the product, and like we're hoping the the kind of customers see that with through our branding. Like we're we're, we're happy with what we're we've kind of put out now, but we're we're always going to just be striving for perfection. You know,
0: I think it's an opportunity there for for people like me as well. So I got to drink a a huge amount but you know sometimes i if i'm doing my weekly shop uh, i feel kind of i feel kind of bad going over to the the wine section and adding some wine to the 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 trolley i don't know what it's, it's like almost like a stigma about that I'm like i can't i can get wine any other time but like during when i'm shopping it's not like it shouldn't be a grocery good that i'm getting so there's a little bit of self-shame there yeah so maybe this is like it's more of an event when it's sent to you uh it's kind of like a part of a club rather than uh, you're exactly
1: of like that's what we want to like it to be treated like a box of wine club and and like p- allowing people to review the wines and tell us what they think and and kind of will we'll eventually grow out a community you know type of uh, buzz you know where people can interact with each other and be and, and we, like we have you know tons of stuff planned for instagram uh, like live and just talking people through wines and, and kind of fun elements like that and quizzes and stuff just trying to make keep it lighthearted hearted because we, we aren't we're not, we don't want to come across as these um, wine snobs because we're, we definitely aren't that. We want people, this to be a really inclusive type of feeling because it, wine should be, and, and especially wine's a kind of a more, you drink it more responsibly than, you know, going yeah. out and getting the nagging just to get pissed. <laughs> yeah. So like...
0: hundred percent. Like, I think, I mean, I can't remember the last time I, like, drank wine, like, before and like uh, going to a club or something, it's not really the same vibe as, like I said, the the old, uh, nagging of vodka or shoulder as they uh, as it was back in back in my day as well. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, so the I, I, I feel like there is going to be a really big, um, a, a really big idea. There is lots and lots of possibilities here. I am even like when I am, I love these types of ideas where there is all these different avenues that you can go down. Do you know? It, it's yeah. definitely going to be online, but even I am thinking, of stuff, yeah. like, what about? Uh, Setting up like a stall in a shopping center around Christmas and just signing people up there. Like so many, like there's angles here, you know.
1: Yeah, we're doing. we're we're actually planning a, a kind of a, a speakeasy esque wine tasting type of thing. That okay. box of that box of wine. Like I don't know the name yet, but yeah. box of wine does a speakeasy, and people come knock on the door. We have a location in Bray, and and it would allow people to come in and just try wines and and um and that kind of yeah kind of cool vibes off that to try promote the brand a bit more and just because it's fun you know i think people would really enjoy that type of thing you know
0: and is there any so when you're is, is wine a little bit different than other alcohol is there like it is it just do they sign up and say we're over 18 or this is a gift or something like that and it's fine or do you guys have to jump through some hoops for sending wine to people it's pretty straightforward
1: uh yeah like we we do ask everyone's you know date of yeah. birth so um it's one of those things like like in theory like you can scam anything that's yeah. when it's online delivery but uh, i i wine isn't uh, like really an avenue where young people are trying to <laughs> abuse you know so yeah. we're kind of lucky in that regard but um yeah. yeah it's definitely something that we we have to stay wary of you know making sure that everyone is 18 plus because obviously we don't want to be doing anything dodgy you know
0: yeah no i i think it's a, it's interesting and i think Ah, there's just a lot of uh, a lot of room to gallop here which is great. Like like you said it's kind of like something that people have been selling wine for thousands of years. So this is yeah. we know that there's a market for it. There's 100% yeah. people are going to be drinking wine. We just have to make sure that it's going to be wine that we sold them. That's the it, that's Exactly. The yeah, system. just
1: we it's it's an education process of of kind of just, you know, every customer needs to kind of be explained the concept. And we're definitely not like we're getting, you know, lots of views on the website lots of people filling quizzes and then not everyone's purchasing so like where do we improve and it's a constant like trial error trial error so you know we're, we're always kind of trying to stay on top of that you know
0: cool um okay well <clears throat> best of luck with the, the new business i think it's going to be a smash hit uh we're at 45 minutes now this is the time where mark baker usually kind of chimes in with his uh with his <laughs> lightning round um he also has a list of questions in front of him but i'm going to uh go from memory from uh doing the 30 odd podcast that we've done before um so i'm gonna ask you maybe like three or four questions Th- they're gonna be quick fire but they don't have to be quick fire answers whatever you think yourself we've we've got some really interesting answers out of this so um what's the what's the app that you use the most
1: and um, does whatsapp count yeah it absolutely does Uh, whatsapp and instagram like like i we're obviously selling the product mainly through kind of instagram so that's like what what i i'm spending so much time on it trying to you know grow our following and stuff uh so yeah okay and i'd say definitely whatsapp and like you you run your business through whatsapp these days you know messaging everyone
0: it's amazing like it's so I, i do a lot of work one of my partners is out in the middle east and the in. Like Saudi Arabia, it's they don't let you use WhatsApp. It's blocked because that's how that's a big industry there. Is like the telecom thing. It's really expensive, so they just said no, oh, we're really? not going to do that because everyone else is just call. I like, actually, do you ever get a call now from uh, like a hardline or a, like a mobile phone? Yeah, like, yeah. I look the numbers and I'm like, what is this? Yeah, like exactly. I was in my uh, mother-in-law's house the other day and. Uh, like the house phone called and i was like what i, I haven't heard one of those in years I'm like who's called a landline here landline. Yeah, yeah that's cool uh but anyway okay so what uh what scares you what, what are you afraid of
1: spiders, spiders? oh yeah All spiders and t- 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 failing Fa- spiders and failing i, I god i just I, I like everything just like i need to i need to keep succeeding or, or make a success so that just keeps me up at night a bit but it's it's Definitely kind of, failing in spiders.
0: It's something that we've come across a lot on the uh, on the the podcast. uh The failing thing. I mean, Mark, I was kind of come back to this thing where only the wins are going to be counted at the end of the day. Like, okay, yeah, talk keeping no, it brave no for. A no minute. one cares about
1: the failures. No <laughs> keeping, one it,
0: does. keeping it, keeping uh, it in brave for for a minute. Uh, Katie Taylor. No one introduces her as Olympic loser. Katie Taylor. You know, ever. <laughs> You know, so it's always a, yeah. a gold medalist. You know, so um, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um, but the the last question: What would you, what would you, what advice would you give the eighteen-year-old uh, Connor? You could sit him down. If you could go back in in time and say, "Listen, sit down, <laughs> take this."
1: patience and do what you love like a lot of my previous ones like my main passions are are in the food and drinks industry like i i want to be in this industry for the rest of my life like food and drink just excites me so much to like talk about enjoy i think it's just it's a great way to you know like you know spend time with friends and family uh, yeah. and i don't think it's going to change that much we're going to see you know ch- changes in how it's consumed like we're doing now we're thinking people are going to drink more wine at home but uh, I definitely be like go straight into what you actually enjoy. Don't try to just like do ideas that you think will be you know successful uh, because why bother? It's not fun.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. So that's uh that's that's Young Connor told off there. Uh, so thanks very much for that. um So we're gonna <laughs> wrap it up there for today, Connor. Thank you so much for jumping on this uh, podcast. I know it was kind of short notice. We really uh, wanted to get. Your, your take on the new business I account i can't wish you enough luck with this i think it's going to be a, a, a huge hit like i said um I, I will be watching from the sidelines on the on the shark pot, um and we uh wish you all the best of luck, like i said okay
1: yeah, brilliant. Thanks so much. And yeah, thanks to, to hopefully some of your listeners will, uh, you know, uh, think the idea is as good. So I'll set up a discount code, SHARK10 for 10% off first order for, for your listeners.
0: Okay, guys, you've heard it here first. That's going to be in the show notes as well. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll drive some traffic if we can. Uh, over yeah, there. brilliant. And, uh, but I think it's going to be great. So thanks very much. Yeah, thanks and we'll- so much. Honestly,
1: it was great.